Hi, I'm Andrea, a traveler based in the United Arab Emirates with a lot of stories to tell about the obscure and more well-traveled places on our beautiful planet. Join me on a journey of true, thoughtful, challenging, and curious tales. And if you prefer to read about my travel musings, you can check out my website and blog at www.theearthinc.com. Inc is spelled with a K. Thanks for joining me on my first session on a topic close to my heart as a communicator from May 2020, being seen. As part of the smartphone sensation and an era of rapid improvements in camera technology through the last several decades, many of us who are engaging with this post understand how commonplace a snapshot with friends or taking a selfie is. When only 35 years ago, photographs were all well savored as family treasures. Many of us now can flippantly take photos of anything that crosses our path without a second thought. Two very impactful interactions with people crossing in front of my camera lens during the last year in Yemen and Djibouti became valuable memories for the mind that transcend the modern selfie movement. But first, I'll tell you that for my sister-in-law's birthday, I bought a silly instant camera so that I could capture some of the memories of my surprise visit from the other side of the world. It's nothing special. The sensor struggles with outdoor and low light images. The motor sometimes glitches and doesn't feed the chemical laden paper through accu accurately. And other times the electronics did not record the image to my mini SD card. But the camera is a curiosity and it allowed me to share some of the prints instantly with the family while also putting together a little photo album to commemorate the occasion. Observing that even to an over-photographed audience, the little prints were something of a novelty. I took the camera to, on my trip to Madagascar with a group of new friends from the United Arab Emirates. I nearly forgot that I had the contraption at my side, but did manage a few clicks of these nice friends, Ada, Danielle, Christine, and others, as we floated down the Mania River. And I remembered that the little gadget was tagging along in my backpack when Nada, Don, and I visited the pyramids at Saqqara in Egypt for a memorable snapshot. I don't often take photos of people when I travel because I have a difficult time determining what is welcome versus what's an invasion of privacy. Personally, I don't enjoy having my own photograph taken by strangers, so I have a heart to respect the same when I have my camera around others. Sometimes I wish I were a little more bold. The people we met on Socotra were extremely welcoming and even outright asked us to take their photos sometimes. I love photography in the spirit to make people feel seen I try to internalize this when I take a snapshot, especially with children. I show them their photos and zoom in on their smiles in a very small way. I get to help them feel seen. On this trip to Yemen, being seen is broader than one or two people. It's as big as the culture and geography of Socotra Island. As a largely unknown UNESCO World Heritage Site and attached to a challenging country, I think welcoming tourists must be more than just showing kindness and hospitality but a way for this beautiful place to be seen. The children lined up for a little snapshot on my camera in the village of Kalansia. The boys, I, I was told, were all keen to join the military, and so the older ones seemed to stand at attention in preparation for regimented exercises. Little Abdullah was one of the first kids who had his instant snapshot taken and ran ahead of us through the town showing his friends the little image of himself and knocking on doors to promote these little personal photographs. 
So by the time we loaded back into our four by fours to return to our campsite, I had so many children following after me that I sadly couldn't possibly take a photo of all of them and wait for the camera to churn out those prints. My impression of visiting this remote island was lasting. For those of us lucky enough to travel to Socotra, we have the great honor to show this place to others and expose the beautiful human gifts of hospitality and generosity that we explored, along with the epic scenery. I think it's deeply important to beat down misconceptions and remember that there are real people living on the island and everywhere in the world who are curious to learn, kind to share a smile, and graceful to practice some of the most beautiful hospitality on earth. Taking the exuberance of the kids from Socotra, I also brought this silly little camera to Djibouti. I started realizing that adults in both places also appreciated the photographs. Our drivers loved the mini prints to stick in their visors, while my driver in Socotra Island and Mohammed in Djibouti even insisted to pose for multiple shots to capture their best angle. These photos remind me of the consideration both of these drivers gave to our group. Wilde became our Socotri brother in a vehicle of three female tourists. He even gave us an opportunity to drive. So we took turns racing across the island's paved roads, navigating waterways and gravelly trails. The entire time, we knew he was truly the most expert driver, but I think all four of us took excessive amount of joy when we drove through villages and women smiled or pointed at us driving through. Or we drew blatant stares from other locals who were surprised to see lady drivers. In the end, I think he understood more English than he let on, but we were grateful for my friend Nada, who could speak Arabic and translate for us. If I return, I'll certainly request that Wild pick me up from the airport. In Djibouti, Mr. Mohammed made a very blatant pass at me on our first evening on the road. As if to prove his worthiness, during the entire trip, he was diligent to load our gear, point out particularly interesting sights along the way, and provide a comfortable ride on many unkempt roads between our places of interest. He was a curious character. In a country that speaks local dialects and French with a smattering of English, Mohammed didn't speak French or English, but rather some passable Spanish. This remained a mystery to all of us. Similar to Socotra, the Djiboutian children were eager to have their photo snapped. A couple even saw this little image as more important than the candies that some of our other people in the group were passing out. Straight from the airport, we went to an expat grocery store and a cafe for lunch where we could pick up any snacks and beverages before we traversed our way from Djibouti City for several days. These children were curious checking out our parade of 10 tourist vehicles as we packed up after lunch, so I captured them from my car window before we carried on our journey. By Lake Ava in Djibouti, I was snapping photos of a few children while the adult men looked at me skeptically. However, when the elder man with the orange henna-dyed beard saw the product, he insisted quite emphatically that he would have his own photo taken as well. Uncomfortable with the solo po portrait, he pulled together everyone around him for the snapshot he took that photo, studied it for at least 10 minutes while our group packed up and prepared to leave. Later in the trip, we stopped by a traditional home to see how a family in Djibouti lives. Their winter abode is, dome, is a dome called a Tukul, and by peeking inside, we were lent a view to a simple and organized space with a couple of cots and small shelves for food and necessities. Lounging in the shade, another woman and I found another older fellow with henna-colored hair and beard, and we greeted him, and I asked if I could take his photo. He consented, 
So the little motor of the camera churned out an image of him and his bright orange beard, which I presented to him. And he stared for a full 15 seconds before he realized he was looking at himself. His amazement as he looked up at me and pointed to himself nearly made me tear up. There was a wonderment there that we don't often get to experience as adults. This moment of discovery was followed by a request for one more. With vehicles waiting, I snapped one last gift to leave with him. And as we walked away, he was still staring at the impression of himself on this little piece of photo paper. At the end of my trip to Djibouti, I came away with a deep awareness about the value of being seen. To know that in one moment, you can leave a mark in the memory of another human. It's not about being famous and attracting attention or controlling others with wealth or getting photos of kids to appear altruistic. Rather, this acknowledgement is the root of all human communication and in-person interaction where we engage with another being, notice their presence, take an interest in their life, and share a moment. In lieu of speaking the same language, it might happen in a simple but intentional smile a handshake, a small gift, a visit to someone's home or school, or even snapping a photograph that communicates respect and recognition. This act of sharing portrait photographs in Yemen and Djibouti was my most impactful travel experience in 2019. I was reminded of the quote, for every kind soul you meet with a beautiful story to tell, may you know that you are worthy of being seen that way as well, by Morgan Harper Nichols. There's no substitute for this interpersonal interaction. Letters, emails, social media messages, video chats, and phone calls with each other, while extremely important right now, particularly during COVID, cannot provide us with the desire to experience each other in real life. In these challenging times, don't forget that while we need to be apart for now, there will be a time when we personally greet and spend time with each other again. This is an important part of being a human, touching, sharing the air. In fact, don't forget, we also need to get back to sharing germs and bacteria for our healthy immune system and exposing the best of who we are as humans to others around us and to be seen or seeing others. Thanks for listening to the Earth Inc. Travelcast. I have a day job, so at least for now, this is a non-monetized hobby podcast and each follower is celebrated. So please listen in, like, and follow, and share these sessions with others who might be curious too. This recording is written, delivered, produced, and copyrighted by me, Andrea, and the Earth Inc. Music track is from the public domain titled Trip Around the World by Antarctic Breeze and downloaded from pixabay.com. If you'd like to reuse any part of this session on your own, you'll have to get my permission and always credit and link to my profile. Wishing your curiosity, safe travels, whether it's through your imagination, stepping into your backyard, or crossing an ocean to the other side of the world. 